0: Well, good evening, everyone. Um, my name's Michael. All my friends call me Zig. Uh, I have a new life in Christ, I'm recovering from pride, poor, and people-pleasing, uh, and this week, uh, anxiety. Hey, right, excited to be with you guys tonight, and Travis even mentioned it. Um, thank you for being here. I know it's a holiday week, um, and so many aren't able, um, but I just want to acknowledge that your willingness to show up and how appreciative we are. And so tonight, um, we are starting a new series. And so as we enter into the holiday season, um, there are conversations that we have every single year. And we're gonna begin a series that we hope will be helpful for you as you um, enter into the holidays. Uh, And we're gonna be talking about the topic of forgiveness. Now, if you're anything like me, um, maybe someone that you're expecting to see at Thanksgiving or at Christmas or at a holiday party, um, major inventory. It's this weird thing of um, often the people that are closest to us are the ones that we have been hurt by the most. So maybe someone has committed a sin against you, and so you know you will be seeing them. We hope these next few weeks Will help you understand what does, what is forgiveness? What does that mean? And then how does it actually come about in our lives? How do we extend forgiveness and how do we ask for forgiveness? And so our our hope is that we can help equip you as you walk into the holiday season um, to be able to enjoy the holiday season, to not be in fear or frustration or anger in the midst of it. So this was literally a part of my story. Um, when I was growing up, uh, when I was in high school, uh, my parents went through a divorce because of the actions of my father. He sinned against me. He sinned against my mother. Um, and he, uh, he really hurt us. I mean, he, he angered me. Um, I became extremely bitter to him, toward him. Um, I didn't speak with him for over a year. And I, I, I just saw the way that, um, his sin affected me and how I responded to it. But what I began to realize as I walked through region is that the frustration and the bitter and the anger I had toward my father didn't stay toward my father. It actually began to grow. And that little bit of unforgiveness that I had to him began to permeate and expand actually throughout all of my relationships. And so unforgiveness became something that I would put up a wall and separate away from people. It's because I didn't want to be hurt like that again. I wanted to feel safe and protected. But what I began to realize is, as I had a correct understanding of what forgiveness is, I actually began to find freedom. You see, my unforgiveness actually put me in a cage. It felt like I could never get out of, that I was always responding a certain way. But yet, what I, what I learned when I had a good understanding of what, what the Bible says forgiveness is, is I found freedom. And so tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start this series, and we are going to talk about what is forgiveness. And so, um, as we get rolling, we're going to answer really two questions. What is forgiveness, and why is it important to us? And so... As we get rolling, the first thing we need to understand is what is forgiveness? And so just simply put, the term forgiveness means the dismissal or the canceling of a debt. Now, I'm going to state something really obvious, but it's also really important in that for something to need to be forgiven, it means you have been sinned against. Like, like someone has harmed you. They have, they have done you wrong. You have experienced that. And that's not something just to gloss by, because that is a reality. We live in a broken and fallen world. We sin against people, and they also sin against us. And so it's important for us to see what forgiveness is not before we actually talk about what it is. So I want to run through a list real quick. Um, And so first, forgiveness is not excusing sin mistakes we can overlook but sin requires payment and forgiveness forgiveness is not freeing the guilty of a demand for justice forgiveness is not denying your hurt or stuffing your anger forgiveness is not feeling it's not a feeling and is not conditional forgiveness is not forgetting forgiveness is not trust Forgiveness is not amends or reconciliation. And then this last one. Forgiveness is not a natural response. It says in in Romans 12, um, this is God uh, helping us see how we generally like to respond to uh, offenses against us. It says, beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome it with good. And so we see here specifically that the Lord promises to deal with sin. He will deal with my sin and he will deal with your sin. He is a just God. He is a good God. And so he cannot overlook sin. So we've talked about what forgiveness is not. Now let's actually talk about what it is. And I want to start in, um, I want to actually start with the foundation verse for step eight, forgiveness. And so that is Ephesians four thirty-two uh, five, uh, through 5, 1. It says, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God and as beloved children. So, this verse really teaches us two specific things that we've got to understand about forgiveness. And first, what it actually teaches us is that before we can ever address forgiveness horizontally with others, we've got to understand what forgiveness vertically with God looks like. Forgiveness is a vertical transaction. And so we see this most, most prominently in who we are and what God has done for us. So we are sinners who have sinned against a holy and righteous God. We've also sinned against each other, and our sin has incurred a debt. In fact, Scripture teaches us that man is in rebellion before the Lord. And he has turned away from him in his sin. And so we don't even want forgiveness from the Lord, it says. That we are actually running away from him in our own sin. But yet God, in his grace and kindness, did for us what we could not do for ourselves. You see, God is just, and so payment had to be made for sin. And the penalty of sin is death and separation from God. But yet God in his grace and mercy made the decision, not because of anything we had done, but because of who he is to send his son to die on the cross. And Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, did not deserve to die on a cross, but did, died for our sins. He paid the penalty of our sins. And praise God, he did not stay dead. But after three days, rose again, showing that his death had satisfied the penalty for sin, satisfied the wrath of God. And so we see that God transfers his demand for justice from us to Jesus as he offers us forgiveness. You see, it is through faith, it it is through grace by faith that we receive forgiveness. Grace by faith. We see this really in Colossians 2. And it says, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven all of your trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. You see, God just didn't simply overlook our sin and forgive us. He did something about it and we receive it through faith. So the second thing we've got to realize is as forgiven people, how are we to forgive others? And I love how the the region curriculum actually lays this out. It says um, in step eight on page um, 52, to forgive as Christ forgave you is to trust that Christ's blood was enough payment for both your own sins and the sins against you. Forgiveness is not giving up uh, your demand for justice. It is a decision to give your claim for justice to God through Christ. This decision is between you and God alone. When you forgive others the debt of sin against you, uh, releasing your claim for justice to God, you are free to love them rather than seek vengeance. They no longer owe you, but rather they owe God. Forgiveness frees you to love others as Christ loved you. You see, that's what I began to realize as I was walking through Regen, is that when I was willing to understand what Christ had done for me, it moved me to trust him more. And so we actually see that it is through faith that we forgive others. It's through faith in God that we forgive others. So we are saved through, by our faith, through grace, and we forgive others by our faith in God. You see, what I learned was that by extending forgiveness to my dad, I was trusting that God would deal with his sin. And I'm, and I'm thankful that God has dealt with his sin and that Christ has been the payment for my father's sin because my father has placed his faith in Christ. And that's a beautiful thing to see. The hard thing though was, um, we love to talk about forgiveness and the, the, the way it looks in the end. I love the way C.S. Lewis uh, actually says it. He says, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. Isn't, isn't that the truth though? So from my own story, I had to to step in and acknowledge the sin and trust it to God. And what it allowed me to do, it freed me to love my father. I I would add that I had to love him wisely. I had to draw appropriate boundaries at times, which we will talk more about in the coming weeks. But the beautiful thing that it allowed me to do um, is take small steps. And as I began to forgive him and continue to choose to forgive him, I began to see God work in some really cool ways. I think one of the most vivid ways that, that can be, it can be seen uh, is that my family would send out a Christmas card. My dad's family would send out a Christmas card every single year. And for about six years, I was not on that Christmas card. I wanted nothing to do with that Christmas card. Um, but God was at work in me, and he was rebuilding a relationship. You see, we love to to talk about the end of forgiveness, on on what it looks like. But there's a a whole process that you have to walk through. And you begin to learn that as you trust God, your faith continues to grow. And as you trust him a little bit more, your faith grows. And as you trust him a little bit more, your faith grows. And so it's fun that a couple years ago, we got to take this picture that's on the screen behind me now. And that's our Christmas card. That's reconciliation. And I'm so thankful to the Lord for the ways that he has worked. That even though sin had been committed, that through extending faith, God was able to work not only in me, but in my father and in my family. And we have the best relationship we have ever had in my life. Now, that is, you know, a story with a bow on it but there are plenty others I could tell you in which I've extended forgiveness, where I've I've trusted God for forgiveness. I've sought to make amends and things didn't end up with a bow on them. But the thing that I've learned is that faith or that forgiveness is an act of faith in God that frees us to love others wisely. That's what forgiveness is. And so tonight you may be sitting there thinking, hey, Zig, this all sounds great but you don't know what so-and-so has done to me. And you're right, I don't. But I want you to know that God does not want you to stay shackled to the chains of your past. And it is through forgiveness that you can find freedom. And there's one specific spot that I just want to read to you as I end, that I hope gives you hope. It's uh, Hebrews 4, uh, verse 14. It says, Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every aspect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then... With confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in our time of need. And so if you're sitting there saying, this all sounds great, but I don't know if I can do that. I want you to know that you have a savior who is your high priest that has come near. And he says like, hey, if you need grace, come to me. I offer it to you. And so this is not simply you mustering up the will. This is you coming to understand that forgiveness is an act of faith in God, that you go to him and he is the one that provides for you. And so I hope this is helpful as you enter into uh, Thanksgiving with family and friends that you realize that you have the ability now to forgive them whether they ask for it or not, that you can love them, that you can meet them where they are. And so tonight, we're going to to hear the story of someone who has experienced the forgiveness of God and seeks to imitate uh, imitate, um, him as a beloved child. Would you please welcome Rebecca to the stage?